to Asking Eve, the regular podcast brought to you by Emily and Lara, the mother-daughter duo behind Advancing Eve. Our podcast series will bring you a variety of conversations with girls and women who are just like us and you, making their way through life. We hope you enjoy. Hi everybody, welcome to the second edition of Asking Eve, the podcast brought to you by Advancing Eve. So firstly, huge thanks to everybody who took the time to listen to our little trailer. We had some really nice feedback on social media, which really surprised me. How did you feel, Lara? Were you surprised? Yeah, it was nice listening to the feedback and hearing it. Yeah, straight away people are really connecting with what we're trying to do. And they really um, focused on your comments, Lara, about women tearing each other down, which I thought yeah, was really nice. That was interesting. And actually, I said that I felt that we were quite brave to say that publicly. Yeah. But I really am starting very quickly to sense that, you know, this is something that women do feel. Everyone's thinking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so no good. saying it. Yeah, yeah, so that's good. So we'll, we'll carry on being brave, but it's good that we're not a million miles off track. Yeah. So as we said, the aim of the podcast is for us to interview various girls and women who are going through different stages, different phases of their life, and we're going to ask them questions. But we thought it would be quite nice to answer any questions that you guys might have for us. So we asked on social media if anyone had any questions for us. And again, I was quite surprised that we had a good few questions come in. Yeah, good engagement. Which was quite nice. so we're going to chat a little bit about um, the questions, um, but the first one we're really going to focus on, and it's something that comes up quite a lot, certainly from me and my friends, I don't know about you and your friends, yeah, but so. people are really interested in our relationship, our yeah. mother-daughter relationship, um, which is bizarre. I know, because it's like so normal for us, like it doesn't seem different or yeah. like a big deal, but people ask about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is it's nice is it nice yeah I think yeah. so <laughs> okay okay we're gonna go with nice um yes yeah, so in a positive way they want to know how we have established such a good mother-daughter relationship I'm sure the mother-daughter relationship will come up again and again because there's so much research on it there's so much um narrative around it isn't there so many people have got different perspectives on it so I'm, I'm sure it'll come back time and time again but yeah let's just kind of take a start at looking at ours so I think from the off or the reason why I think that we have a good relationship is I I feel I'm completely me when I'm with you. In fact, I'd go so far as to say I'm probably the most me with you that I am with anybody because with lots of other people I have to fulfill a different role. Yeah. And even though I have the role of mother to you, it's very natural and it's just me. So I don't mind listening to music really loudly and singing away in the car to you. <laughs> Doing embarrassing things. Cause, yeah, because I just, you know, you're not going to you're not gonna judge me. No. I'll dance around the kitchen in front of you because you're yeah. not going to judge me. You know, I probably wouldn't even do that in front of your brother or your dad. Mm. Well, not all the time anyway. <laughs> um, so I think I'm, re- I'm really me when I'm with you. But that's possibly come from something that you've picked up on a couple of times, which is going to sound like a not positive position to be coming from mm-hmm. but you've often said that you think that I'm not overly maternal <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> so, <laughs> I say it in a positive way though because I think that uh, I'm not sure as a mother just, that that could yeah. be a positive <laughs> I think that a detachment from the stereotypical mother role actually can make you a better mother 
um and they can build a better relationship uh and i think that that's possibly why we have such a good relationship obviously that's not the same for every mother in the world and every daughter but for us i definitely think that you're lack slight lack <laughs> of maternal <laughs> it's not maternal instinct i mean i've never done anything no, right? <laughs> to compromise your safety no, or yeah but. but yeah yeah so mm, i was possibly considered quite young when i uh, was expecting you so i was yeah. 24 it's definitely no, young now. Yeah, it's definitely young. Oh gosh, yeah, definitely young now. But even 18 years ago, you know, none of my friends that I went to uni with had babies. Mm-hmm. So I was I was definitely on my own. When I was going to the mother and toddler groups, I was the youngest. So even okay. then, I probably yeah. was the youngest. And um, I was very conscious that becoming a mum meant that I had to sacrifice part of who I was for a period of time. Yeah. So I was quite keen to make sure that I could become Emily again as as quickly as possible possible. um so I think I was very focused very early on on preparing you and your brother for adulthood which I to this day defend because I think that that is the role of a parent is not to helicopter over your child and mollycoddle them to the extent that you don't have resilience, you can't make decisions, you you know, you need to be able to learn from living your own life. Mm -hmm. And part of that is very, was very practical things like, you know, getting you a bank account with a debit card very early on, because ultimately you've got to learn how to manage your own money. You were kind of doing your own ironing from a very early age. You know, we shared the, the kind of responsibility for preparing food from a very early age although I have noticed a slight um, regression on that front with the (laughs) introduction of um, Uber Eats and Just Eat having seen what you're like when now that you've moved out actually moved out and living on your own Um, so I was always really made a very conscious effort for that and I think with that responsibility you very quickly um, established that I trusted you yeah to to make those decisions I think that compared to a lot of my friends you know when I was 14 15 I remember they would always say oh I need to ask my mom if I can do that and um, whereas I kind of just always did what I wanted to do and told you that I was going to do it and you were totally cool with it because you were going to let me make my own mistake or make my own choices so very early on our relationship was more like a friendship mm-hmm. as opposed to like mother, mother daughter yeah, yeah maternal but that wasn't um there was never a time where I consciously thought oh I want to be the cool friend mum yeah I don't want to be seen as mum I just want to be seen as a friend because that's never what it was about for me it was it was absolutely about um empowering you to make decisions absolutely giving you the right support needed to mm-hmm. go through that and I think that we Mr. M and I have been very very lucky with both you and your brother to be honest in that we've never really found ourselves in a situation where we've had to be heavy-handed and come in and you know you know save you support you you know give you get you into trouble or or, or whatever yeah you're both very responsible and you know I think it's it's almost chicken and egg or it's a Mm self-fulfilling prophecy isn't it that that's how it's worked out so I think that's probably the difference I can't think that there's anything else that's overly different with our relationship compared to others can you 
I think the only other thing is our personalities probably because you are very relaxed and kind of a little bit kooky sometimes so (laughs) (laughs) see when you started that sentence I was not sure where you were gonna go (laughs) yeah you can be a little bit crazy at times and I think that just kind of relaxes any kind of form of um, unnecessary discipline within our relationship as well which makes us quite again friendly with each other so it's not as strict like I'd ever feel scared to tell you anything or like you're gonna um, disapprove of anything uh, most of the time some things <laughs> <laughs> you disapprove of but like um yeah I think it's yeah that's interesting I think I I have just very recently yeah. <laughs> expressed an opinion on something in your life and actually vocalized do not have a relationship with that boy <laughs> not sure I'm actually allowed to do that but you know (laughs) (laughs) which I actually found quite interesting because yeah it was the very first time that I think you noticed that you didn't want me to do something or Uh that I noticed you actually vocalizing it yeah and it was very strange for me to yeah and actually as I walked away after having said it I thought to myself now she's 18 she's almost 19 can I actually say that (laughs) Mm. Mm, to be continued (laughs) So I think that that's it. I mean, um, yeah, I think I think we're friends, and we're we're mother and daughter, and that is a continually evolving and very fluid relationship. Well, yeah, it's taken a whole new step now. Now that we work yes. together, yes, and that will... has absolutely brought its yes. own <laughs> challenges, which we'll I'm sure discuss. Um, but yeah, someone had asked, had they, if I felt socially disadvantaged because one of my best friends was my daughter yeah yeah and in all honesty yes that is absolutely (laughs) so there are times now so we'll just rewind a little bit and we'll say that it's July 2020 so September last year to September 2019 you left home to start uni Mm -hmm. and I was so chuffed because you'd you know you'd got your place at St Andrews and decided to go to Edinburgh which was amazing for me I must have done something right um so you left and then I was like I felt lost I mean I'm sure all other mums feel lost but you know I really did not have this social network of people around me um yeah and uh, I don't know that I would say that I actually have developed that subsequently as well. So I just read lots of books. <laughs> what a loner. <laughs> <laughs> and I listen to podcasts probably much better than this one. <laughs> Some of them are so funny though. I mean, I, know, I like proper have tears really running down my face when I'm listening to them. Um, but they're professional comedians. So, you yeah, know, it's a very hard, high bar. <laughs> what? <laughs> avoid humor um so yeah yeah I do I do think that that has definitely been the downside of our dynamic for me what advice would you give to any future mums that feel like their social you know networks getting disadvantaged because of how much time they're spending with their kids raising their children I think being aware of it in the first place because it like I've said it was not a conscious thing I didn't set out to be cool friend Mm mum so I wasn't actually really aware of it until you left home um so be mindful of it and like you know I'm I'm a reasonably social person I'm a reasonably active person you know I did have 
hobbies and and or I yeah. do have hobbies and things um and I do have some friends um but I think I I didn't they didn't need to be really close friends mm-hmm. because I didn't have that gap and then obviously you've gone and I've sort of identified that there okay. are gaps yeah. yeah yeah um so definitely be mindful of it aware of it mindful of it and then just do things to counter it so mm-hmm. if I was to to live my life again, I wouldn't change our relationship, but I would definitely spend more time building other, other relationships. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And do you know something? I think the same can be said of marital relations as well. Yeah, I think I've heard yeah. a lot, a lot of women, particularly women who have lost their husbands, mm-hmm. um, had you know some of them their husbands were their entire lives. And then they've gone and there's been a huge gap. And then others were very mindful and conscious of, again, being an individual in their own right and having good friendship groups. And that's helped them because they've not felt such a huge gap. So you could do the exact same with your mother-daughter. Any relationship, yeah, but mother-daughter. But it is is a special relationship, a mother-daughter relationship, I think. And if you can get it working well, it makes your life much more enriched, I think. So, yeah yeah what's the next question oh I thought you had the questions <laughs> no you've got it <laughs> what made you decide to work together do we say who's asked these questions oh. no okay well we've had a few questions from lots of different people so thank you very much again to those of you who have said submitted a question so yeah what made you decide to work together do you want to take a start um I don't think it was a decision, Mm. was it? It was just kind of a, like mentioned in our previous podcast, we both came up with a similar idea at different points in our lives. We both discussed it with one another and realised, do you know what, our unique perspectives and experience to date will actually help us build it a lot stronger than if we were both to try and do it independently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're a lot older than I am. So <laughs> you have more work experience than me, more knowledge more than me. More life experience. Yeah. Um, whereas I have a more youthful uh, point of view on women and their place in society now and how it's changing and developing. Yeah. So I think that the combination of both of us and both of our knowledge just would make a stronger Advancing Eve. And yeah. I think that that's kind of why we decided to work together and I think it's worth mentioning as well that um within the business that I have on my own McGowan Marketing your gran is involved so in actual fact what we can do is we can even bounce off a third generation and another older generation for different perspectives so we really do have a very intergenerational approach to what we do Mm -hmm. which ultimately is to the benefit of women because that is how traditionally women have advanced and learned and developed was is through that intergenerational yeah. working together as opposed to just looking in silos at your different ages exactly and it's cycle. cyclical isn't it yeah. yeah um so i would totally agree i don't think it was a conscious decision in fact i think if we had sat down and said should we start a business together we probably would have said no i think so too which brings me on to our next question uh, which is what are the challenges that we face working yes. together do you want to go first yeah oh do I want to go first so um I think we fight a lot yeah we argue a lot um 
we disagree on so many things um which I suppose is a good thing do you think it's a good thing yeah because I think if we agreed on everything there would be no opposition to notice uh, to notice weaknesses within an idea yes, do you know yes. it's diversity of thought as well as age and as well as perspective yeah, yeah, and that's what yeah. actually makes a good yeah. partnership if we agreed on everything mm-hmm. we would never see past what we already think yeah yeah and um, ultimately that is a very singular viewpoint isn't yeah. it which can possibly be reflective of womankind no not at all. um but we do argue to the to the minutiae of detail yes which is tiresome sometimes yeah Yeah. so i'm i'm trying really hard so uh, you know a good example we were working on our email newsletter template this morning the first draft came through i thought it was fine i was just going to let it go but you know i was like no i'll I'll run it past her and you you wanted some changes made yeah you know I, I, i was like oh really but you know i was like right okay let's just roll with it and actually the changes that you asked to be made have made it a better template. Yeah. So there's learning. So whilst we have challenges, there's learning. Mm-hmm. And I think that potentially it's easier for me to learn because I have gone through iterations of not wanting to be flexible because I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to be much more conscious of being flexible with you than you might potentially think that you need to be flexible with me because you're younger and I think that when you're younger you've you've all young people you know or the majority I'm not trying to stereotype you know make yeah grandiose (laughs) claims here young young people do generally tend to think that they're right their their view is right so I need to be really mindful of that and I think that that's one of the the kind of key challenges um I think we will encounter very quickly challenges around um managing workload yeah especially in september yep. time onwards yeah we we've set out to achieve quite a lot and i you know i said to you in the car today that i think we've achieved a lot already but what we have put out there is, is significant yeah. i've got the business you've got uni um and i think what we have to do is just manage our own expectations and be and be um accepting of them mm-hmm. and flexible again you know who's going to criticize us i know you know if we don't yeah. do something by a certain date no one's going to you know come to us and say oh you know you said that you be, you'd be going to do this or, or you do that we will always deliver and we just have to make it at a pace that's right for us yeah i think that the workload thing when i'm back in university will be a challenge for us because i have less time yeah um but there's so many people that have started their businesses while studying for me it's totally totally it's achievable, ju- it's, achievable. Yeah. it's absolutely achievable and you're not alone mm-hmm. um and you know this is what advancing eve is about who says that you can't do that yeah, when you're exactly. at uni who said that you even have to go to uni you mm-hmm. could have we could have done this right from you leaving school yeah and it wouldn't have been wrong um so we will just take it step at a time and see where it goes um but i think that any challenges are far outweighed by the positives yeah it's definitely a good dynamic i think yeah and for me the kind of favorite aspect of us doing this together is you know 
I cannot believe the immense pride I feel. I can't even articulate it to you properly, if I'm honest. So after we did our launch event and people were feeding back to us about how great you were, you know, everything about you from how articulate you were, how confident you were, how beautiful you are. Um, I know that you'll hate this, but I'm a mum. I'm your mum. I'm not a very maternal mum, but still I'm a mum. <laughs> um, you know, I as a parent, that is ultimately what you want. I want everybody to think that you are the best you that you can be. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it absolutely fails me. If no one ever mentioned me, in advance and eve ever and it was all just you that would make me happy because i would be like that you know you yeah, have achieved yeah. that um and everyone responds so well to you you know even on the, the last podcast how how um it developed your thoughts were and stuff i mean that, that just fills me up i'm just like oh my god she's so <laughs> awesome <laughs> no i know you don't agree but at some stage in your life i hope you look back and think God, I actually was really awesome at that age, which was which is pretty amazing. Um, so that for me is my favourite part is just seeing the pride and being excited about what we can build together. So, what's your favourite part? <laughs> working with you, <laughs> you can see her face now. She almost looks like evil in anticipation. <laughs> so let's summarise. I'm an evil, uh, <laughs> non-maternal mother. <laughs> um, my favourite thing about working with you. Uh, I think it's just because our our relationship it means that um, I enjoy what I'm doing. You know, I don't wake up and think, "Oh, can't we bother to go to work?" Because I'm working with someone that I love more than anyone else, and probably ever will. So it's uh, no, we need yes, to have that conversation off podcast on this one. <laughs> um, so need to work on that, but not with that boy. <laughs> She's so going to kill me now. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love you more than I think anyone else. I anyone else I ever will, and I think that for the rest of my life, because advancing Eve, I don't we don't see an end to it within our lifetime. Means that it will never become something I don't love doing. Mm-hmm. And I think because you have to love what you do and you have to have passion in order to, for it to be truly successful, I think that that's the most important thing. And my favorite thing is that the passion will never die for advancing Eve because the passion and love for you will never die. Oh. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God this is recorded. <laughs> oh okay, so do we have any other questions? Yeah, I've got, um, if there is a boss in the relationship, who is it? That would be you. I would have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've talked often about these personality tests, haven't we, and how you can have different colours for your personality and... Um, for a long time I had never thought of you in that way it wasn't until you'd gone on this leadership weekend when you were at yeah. school and you came back and you mentioned it and you were like oh yeah I'm a red and I was sitting in the car going oh yeah <laughs> so of course she's a red <laughs> so yeah very um strong dominant which is really strange to people who it's it's strange trying to explain that concept to people that don't know you as in they've never seen you and met you because mm-hmm. you're you don't that you don't look like that you know yeah. what I mean and I'm also quite shy at yeah first. and you know if I think someone is 
um, if I want to gain knowledge from someone else, I tend to not speak and I yes. just listen. You're very introverted, aren't you? Yeah. Yes. So I'm the opposite. I'm yes. completely yellow, which is, I can't even remember what the definition of yellow is, but anyway, it's me. Um, <laughs> and I, I, am I an extrovert? I think I'm an extrovert, although I think I'm overly extroverted as a defense mechanism. Possibly. So maybe, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm sure if there are any psychologists listening, you could drop us an email and let us know how we can figure that <laughs> one out. Hello at advanceandeve.com. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely you. But I think that you're very mindful that I, just because I'm older and I've got more life experience, that there has to be a little bit of guidance coming yeah. from me. Of but course. without a doubt, when this grows, you will be the chief exec and I will be the assistant to the chief exec. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're my assistant. I'm joking. Um, someone asked, who is the craziest out of the two of us? And I think that the, what we've said thus far kind of... Yeah, that would be me. Indicates, yeah, it's definitely me. Yeah. I'd, you know, there is a line. I do have a line. It's just a wee bit further than most people's most people yeah <laughs> but can I just say I'm just going to cut right in here and again we'll talk about this in, in future podcasts I tried for a long long time to completely suppress that mm-hmm. because I felt like I had to fit in and you know most people do feel like they have to fit in and and why would you be like that yeah and it's just now that I'm at the age that I'm at that I'm like well this is just who I am so you know you like it or or you don't yeah yeah yeah. so if if anyone's listening who's any age and you feel like you're not being yourself oh please stop doing that because it's Mm -hmm. such a waste of emotional energy yeah yeah so I'm the crazy one I think yeah you definitely let out your crazy side as you got older and I think for me I had a persona that I was quite um, hard and didn't care quite a lot. I think um, my friends picked up on how often I said, I don't care. Like, I just don't care about that. When actually I probably did, but I didn't want to show it because I thought that caring was a disadvantage. When in actual fact, caring about something and feeling passion towards anything if it's It's genuine, it's a strength. And yeah, uh, yeah, caring can make you vulnerable but that isn't a bad thing either. No. And um, yeah, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> so was there, are there any other questions? No, that's everything for this Asking Eve okay, podcast. Okay. Oh, well, that's fine. So um, yes, we hope you've enjoyed our Asking Eve podcast and we look forward to bringing you another one in the near future. See you later. Bye. Bye.